Welcome, everybody. You are once again talking tables and stainless with Bill, David, and Josh. We've got a good show planned for you today. We're going to talk about coming visit to Mizuho for some development. David's going to cover the differences between arm boards, some of the pitfalls that we see out there in the field, and essentially when to buy what arm board. We have a lot of different versions, or some better than others in certain situations. The quality team is going to provide us with some jokes today. Josh, via the web, will be updating us on all things stainless. And uh, we also want to welcome the new sales class. David, rumor is you will be providing us with a video on arm boards. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, thanks, Bill. Uh, the video is going to be an overview of four specific arm boards that we have available for you guys. The premium standard, premium locking, and radio lucent. We're going to go over specs, replaceable parts, installation, how to maneuver them. And I think it'll be a nice visual presentation for you guys. Sounds great, David. What's the number one thing to consider when trying to determine which arm board is right for the customer? Yeah, there's a you know a handful of things that you can consider. Cost is a big one. For example, the standard versus the premium arm board. The standard is, is not going to have as long of a lifespan just because it's a little bit different material. Uh, and then even the radio lucent. So if they're, if they're doing any type of imaging, obviously you're going to need more of carbon fiber. What about the premium locking arm board, David? When would someone want to select that arm board? So yeah, the, that description is how it attaches to the side rail. When you're saying locking, it's locking you know, in one location on the side rail. So if they're doing a lot of different articulations during a case, that's, that's going to be the arm board you're going to want to go with. David, we, we know that the premium armboard is by far our best-selling armboard. Why do you think that is? A lot of it has to do with the material, the aluminum, stainless steel on there. It's just a really strong armboard. For example, these have been out in the field 20-plus years, and, and they're still holding up. But I do want to mention this. Although we're just covering these four armboards, of course, we still have the specialty armboards you know, such as your raised arm board, multitask, etc. So, you know, I don't want to just take the spotlight off of those. This is just going to cover these four specific arm boards. Sounds great, David. We're looking forward to seeing that video. I had mentioned at the beginning that we, well, I shouldn't say we, I'm heading over to Mizuho. We're going to do some development stuff. I think everybody's aware we've been working on more next generation or G-series Guardian series tables. I'm excited to do that this year. It's been a while since I've been back to Japan. COVID, everything else has kind of prevented me from going, but we're going to get back there and do some in-person development as opposed to long Zoom meetings. I'm excited for that and can't wait to get back to you guys and have some updates on where our tables will be at here in the coming future. I wasn't invited. Bill, don't we have something important coming up soon? Yeah, we do, David. Sales School actually starts officially today. Yeah, Welcome yeah. all new reps. We appreciate you guys coming up to class here. Or I shouldn't say coming up. It's going to be, I think, not till October till you're physically in the building, but we'll be seeing you shortly online. I believe the stainless class starts actually next week via Zoom, and then the table is coming up a little bit after that. So for David and I, we're, we're excited to do that. We always enjoy the classes get to meet all the new reps and look forward to hopefully helping you sell some more tables and stainless. Bill, uh, I think we need a filler here. I think it's time to reach out to Quality to see if they have anything to add. Agreed. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bill. I'm happy to be here and to deliver top quality jokes to your podcast. That's the only kind we allow. What do you have for us? You know, I had a couple appointments this week. 
I met a microbiologist for the first time. It was much bigger than I expected. Oh, brother. Later in the week, I met with my doctor, and he told me I was starting to go deaf. It was really hard news for me to hear. Well, thanks, Aaron. Those were some quality jokes and perfect for the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. I hope my jokes met your high standards of quality. We gotta start vetting these better, David. Now that we're done with that, I would like to do a quick shout-out to Rick Dykema. Thanks, Rick, for the nice GS70H order we received. Rick has a hospital just purchased five GS70Hs, and I think that is an awesome order. Thank you so much. I have a sad bit of news. We're going to have to say goodbye to Howard Brokenshire from Shire Medical. Sad for us in that Howard is retiring. Happy for Howard that he is retiring. Congratulations, Howard, but we will miss you. I will remember you. Will you remember me? Josh, welcome to the podcast. What do you got for us today? All right, thanks, Bill, and thanks for having me on the podcast again. I want to give everyone a quick update what's been going on in the heat and stainless world. Next week, Monday, myself, Bob, and Murray will be traveling to Middleton, Wisconsin to visit the Intertech facility. The reason for that trip is for us to test and obtain a one-hour fire rating for the walls. This is going to be a big feature add for this segment in that it's going to alleviate a lot of jit board work labor costs for the facility that's gonna that they typically have to do so it's gonna really improve our ROI story and the, the reduction in uh, installation and labor costs for the whole category so we're really excited about that and I just want to give a shout out and special thank you to Bob and, and Murray to help get this project going and, and get it moving forward from from a rest of the category standpoint or stainless category standpoint we continue to see big custom orders coming through 50k plus orders seem to come in every other week so I, can, I just urge you to continue to work with Chris George on those opportunities. Uh, this is just showing us that we're very competitive price-wise, regardless if it's a local or regional contract or um, a manufacturer locally. So we're, we're very competitive there. From a, a, another ease update, we continue to see a lot of activities surrounding the door quotations and, and as well as POs. We have three doors going into the the Pacific Northwest uh, this next week. We have a, a couple different opportunities and from the Nashville area as well. So it's a, it's a great story. It's a great product. Continue to push that even as a standalone item. Uh, we're, we're updating the data sheets and sell sheets specifically for the doors as we speak. We don't have a firm update of when we're going to have that completed, but that is in the pipeline and will be a tool in your toolbox in the near future. So Appreciate you guys' this time, and uh, good luck, Sean, and I'm always here if you need me. Thanks. few of you have already maybe taken a look at the new Steris 4095 and 1595 competitive comparisons on the Skynet competitive site. We put those together as more of a general outline of what to do when competing against those tables. It goes over some of the specifics, but most of it's a comparison uh, directly to other tables in the market, and then, of course, the Skytron tables. I've recently done the D860 from Stryker, which is brand new, just posted today. And I just wanted to share a few things that I found out about that table as I was doing a little additional research. I was able to get my hands on one of the 
newest versions of their user's manual or what they consider the user's manual. And what I was able to clarify was a few things regarding the weight capacity of that table. You may know that Striker's been advertising that table as the highest weight capacity table on the market right now. It's advertised at 1,250 pounds. But I found out something kind of interesting in the way they word that. And the owner's manual really clarified what they mean. They use the term max load capacity of 1,250 pounds. But if you actually look at the labeling on the table, it says it's a 1,000 pound weight capacity. What's the reality here? Is it a 1,250 pound table for a patient or is it a 1,000 pound? Well, in reality, it's a 1,000 pound patient capacity table. What uh, Stryker refers to as the max load capacity is really defined as the table non-moving at all and just horizontal. So it's kind of like you can stack 1,250 pounds on the table. It's not really a lifting capacity because you can't lift the table with that amount of weight on there. You know, it's a little bit of marketing, but the reality is it's a 1,000-pound patient capacity table. The labeling on the table says that. The labeling in the manual says that. You know, I, I know that weight capacities aren't a huge thing for us. We're really not selling on how much overall weight we can lift. We haven't been doing that for a long period of time. But what I think it does is it signifies just the difference between the quality of the Skytron table and the competitive tables, right? And, and the fact that we really don't try to do that type of marketing where we're like, hey, it's 1,250 pounds, but really what we're referencing is if you want to store stuff on top of the table. You know, that just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And one of the other things that I found out as I was doing some of the, the newer research, again, with the new manual, is that they, they reference the weight capacity in Trendelenburg. So anytime you go beyond 15 degrees of trend, the table weight capacity drops to just above 600 pounds. I believe it's 617 pounds. So there's this other additional limitation, and, and that reminds us of stairs, right? When you slide the table, it drops to 600 pounds. Well, on the striker table, if you trend it, it drops to 600 pounds. I don't think this is really about the actual numbers, but I think what it speaks to when we're talking to our customers is just the difference between that build quality of the table. You know, Skytron build quality, our elevation columns primarily are just so much more robust than what our competition is. And we do hear complaints from time to time about how much our tables weigh, but this is the outcome of making a lightweight table. It's that you have all these restrictions. The table systems aren't strong enough to actually bring that patient weight load back up to level, right? They're the trend cylinder in this case uh, isn't heavy duty enough or their column or potentially both aren't strong enough to hold that kind of off balance weight. I think it's worth mentioning to a customer just to help clarify what they're comparing, right? We want to make sure it's apples to apples in their eyes, but I think it's a, it's primarily an opportunity for us to say, look, we do have a quality product and here's some examples of what the difference between a competitive table and a Skytron table are in, in a real-world usage. Because whether it's stairs or striker, the reality is is that they advertise highway capacities, but when the table's actually in use, when you're trending, you're sliding, you're articulating it, as we do with all surgical tables, you have pretty significant drop-off. So something I just wanted to share that we found out this week or clarified this week, and I wanted to bring your attention to looking at those competitive websites as we update some of these things. I hope uh, that helps some of us in our sales process and hopefully we get a few more sales out of it. Well, that wraps another podcast. Thanks everybody for joining us this month and we look forward to podcasting to you soon. Have a good one, everybody. Mm-hmm.